Welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, gushing over movies since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you honest conversation about relevant cinema. I'm Derek. Uh, this is Sean. Hi. Hey, I, uh, you know, I thanked Brandon last time me and him did an episode, but I want to also thank you for filling yeah. in so much while me and Nick have been so mm, definitely it's been uh been kind of crazy the last couple of months for it, yeah. both of you guys so yeah yeah so how do you how do you like your new place it's pretty sweet moved, moved in for a month or two or so now yeah how long has it been yeah, yeah. um like a month and a half so mm-hmm. we're still nice. trying to get it filled out and stuff but it's starting uh-huh. to feel yep. like home Awesome. Our, our fence, cool. fence blew over yesterday in the windstorm. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But, Good um, for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I'm going to try to, you know, as often as I can, jump in and do these. It's about to get mm-hmm. a little bit crazy for me next month to have another baby. Yeah. But, um, mm. um, yeah. yeah, hopefully we can reintegrate back into the <laughs> mm-hmm. some sort of system. <laughs> So you yeah, guys aren't definitely. burnt out, but mm-hmm. um, are you feeling burnt out at all? Or are you kind of? You... Um, no, I mean not burnt out. I, I'm still really enjoying it. It it's uh, more that we've kind of had to, as we were just saying, uh, we've kind of had to uh, do do some loosey goosey episodes every once yeah. in a while, you know. And even like tonight, uh, we're a little bit late because I got home late from from work. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Yeah. Um, been really like it. I mean, at least it's this time of year and there's a lot of really, really good movies to go out and see and, and have fun talking about. So for sure. And like yeah. in this case, there's good movies to watch at home too. We got mm-hmm. yeah. everyone, everyone's yeah, putting definitely. out their kind of awards movies nowadays. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, to start off the podcast, I wanted to talk about uh, some modern westerns. Uh, the mo- oh, the, well, the movie we're doing today is "The Harder We Fall," which is a mm-hmm. new western that's on Netflix. And um, so, I thought it would be interesting to run through, knowing that you have uh, at least some amount of knowledge of westerns, having seen quite a bit of them. That uh, it would be fun to kind of run through a couple of the modern ones and see how they compare or whether or not they really are considered a western by Mm -hmm. western standards you know yeah um so i guess we'll start with probably the most like famous ones um the two quentin tarantino uh the hateful eight and django unchained Mm -hmm. um which i feel this movie like probably shares the most dna with Um, yeah i I would style Mm -hmm. Um, yeah you definitely feel it with like a the modern soundtrack from uh you know the the deep cuts and the the modern soundtrack and the modern sensibilities of the tarantino movies but yeah um, yeah where do you think like do his movies like do they feel like i know like he he's so influenced by like sergio leone and stuff like that mm-hmm. i'm curious how much of his movies actually feel like like especially those two, I guess. Do those yeah, feel I like mean, old westerns at even, all? Even even to of... the point, even to the point where like uh, you know he had Ennio Ennio Morricone uh, do the soundtrack for the Hateful Eight, who's yeah. the yeah the uh, Sergio Leone's famous incredible uh, 
uh, composer. But um, yeah, I think they're a part of a, a of a Western kind of progression um, over time. Uh, I think he it definitely has modern a modern feel and a modern uh, kind of pacing and, and modern sensibilities. But I think those are pretty unquestionably westerns and they uh and and also as we all know uh tarantino really does a a great job of borrowing and um i I watched a video recently where they talked about how tarantino creates almost a collage like you know how collage art is Mm. a is a you know pretty uh well respected uh art form in the art world i guess yeah um, but yeah, he kind of creates a collage of of a genre, um, pulling in lots of different pieces from lots of different places and mm-hmm. putting them, stitching them together in a really interesting way to make something really unique and uh, his own. So I think he he definitely does that with Django Unchained and um, and I, I think particularly Django Unchained and then um, yeah, also uh, Hateful Eight, which feels a little bit more like a a Tarantino movie, but, but still Just in the setting. Yeah. Yeah. What about movies? Like I always hear people consider like Logan, a Western. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like fits into that? Yeah. Or is that more I mean, of the story is more of like a Western kind of, um, yeah, I think, uh, it definitely has a feel of a Western. Um, you know, we are getting into more of a Neo Western, uh, taking place in the modern day. And, um, you know, it even kind of, um, uh, in in some ways, like there was a, another Western that came out earlier this year, uh, the News of the World with, with mm. Tom mm-hmm. um, Tom Hanks about he's, you know, having to take a, a young girl from you know across the the country in kind of a Western setting, and that is a Western clearly a Western movie, yeah, um, and. It's like the same um, plot as Logan. Yeah, it's a very kind of a similar plot where yeah. where he is taking this young girl through a kind of a western vista, uh, and yeah, it, it's it's a lot more about tone and setting and uh, feeling, but it it definitely, I I would definitely call it a neo western. Um, and then there's one. There's like I'm curious, like in your ventures through like the when you did your Western like run through, cause you may, you mainly did like kind of classics, right? Or did you yeah, dig into I, like, I, um, I did kind of, I went all the way, um, through, I, I, so what I normally do is I do, I look up, uh, top 10 lists or, you know, top 20 lists of best Westerns of all time. And I kind of compile all those lists and, and, um, kind of, I, I watched, all the westerns that showed up the most often so i think i ended up watching like 30 35 westerns maybe maybe even more but um and yeah it started with um well actually the first one i watched was uh uh the great train robbery which is, it was mm-hmm. like in 1903 only like 15 minutes but it's yeah. it's known as like the first narrative film ever made yeah okay. um and then, uh, like through Stagecoach and the uh, a bunch of John Fords, and the, like he, Stagecoach was I think 1939, and then all the way through until I think the most recent one I saw was um, a part of that w- was like, um, you know, I saw The Revenant and um, um, 
Yeah. The Revenant didn't really. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't really do uh, many, like, neo-westerns in that. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I did any, like, what you would call a neo-western, like, hell or high water, although I've seen a bunch of them. Um, I didn't do, like, uh, um, even um, No Country for Old Men is definitely considered a western. Um, But I didn't really do those ones. Uh, I kind of more stuck to that traditional uh, western setting of the, the you know, kind of pre-turn of the century you know wherever that yeah um wet old west type setting so that's yeah this is like mostly what i suck too yeah yeah so it seems like okay so neo-westerns are more like the kind of more of a classic western tale but told in modern times is that kind of like i don't know you know i as i'm saying that several times i am kind of second guessing if that's actually (laughs) what is the definition would be but that's in my mind what is typically referred to as a neo-western maybe this one would be too because it's it's kind of a a, you know a a, it's looking back at the western genre and or, or by this one i mean um um the harder they fall that we're reviewing later mm-hmm. um you know it definitely has modern sensibilities and and um really it, you know shares a lot of similarities with more modern movies so. yeah but that's kind of what yeah. made me think about this whole thing because just watching it um if it, it didn't it doesn't it's it's very visibly a western you know but mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like yeah. a western to me at least yeah, definitely. but i haven't seen enough to really know like what a western mm-hmm. really feels like so yeah. um you know to me it felt like the closer to quentin tarantino ones which i assumed were mm-hmm. more kind of yeah definitely uh, um yeah like i mean a few like neo or, or more modern westerns that that really stood out to me and made my top 10 lists were the new true grit um the, mm. the coen brothers one uh, that was like i think that was number yeah that was number 13 on my list uh and then django unchained uh and then the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford mm-hmm. that was uh, like surprisingly good yeah uh, and uh the other one is the revenant is really that was my number three that is a pretty incredible film and it's it um yeah yeah. It's like they're still finding new ways to tell that hundred-year-old Western story mm-hmm. from the Great Train Robbery, and using it's still like even in this, uh, the harder they fall, there's, um, you know, there's a train robbery scene, and mm-hmm. it, like, it, you know, kind of, there's a through line from the Great Train Robbery in 1903 uh, through to today uh, with. Yeah with this new movie so it's it's a it's a really interesting genre with a long long storied history um and yeah well it's fascinating because it's kind of stuck in a time right like Mm because you can't like i mean you can you know with logan and stuff like that we see the western Mm -hmm. like kind of texture being applied to these different things like superhero Mm -hmm. movies and stuff like that but like um you know, like Django and, or even this movie, I guess the the harder they mm-hmm. fall, it's like you can't like I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing where I'm thinking of like horror movies and stuff. You take like a plot of a horror movie, you can you can apply it to mm-hmm. any time and it yeah. works. You know, you can any aesthetic, yeah, any time, any, any place, yeah, like, any but, location, yeah, exactly. Or sci-fi movies, the same mm-hmm. thing, dramas, you know. But like, uh, 
but a western for something to be defined as a western it usually has to have like at least a certain type of story or a certain setting in order for it to yeah finish. or at least like harkens back to to those movies from a very right. specific time period and place so i mean there's certainly like you know you would say a space western like like star wars or, right. or serenity or you know firefly yeah um, so it like it does branch off into it, it goes off into crazy places and crazy times and for sure but yeah there's also i mean also i i have to point out i always love pointing this out uh is when i talk about westerns is uh, akira kurosawa and his influence Mm. on the western genre so the samurai the samurai film has a very uh tight relationship with the western genre there's a lot of similarities and uh western genre influenced the samurai genre samurai genre influenced the western genre and it's it's a really cool kind of uh, pairing to to look at the westerns with the samurai genre so yeah for sure yeah what was the uh, was yojimbo was that the one you had us all watch yeah yeah, yeah. that that That's, very much feels like a western yeah. through and through yeah i mean and uh a fistful yeah uh yeah fist fistful of dollars um is it, it exact rip off of yojimbo it's oh, the exact really? same okay. story uh which kicked off Sergio Leone's career and mm-hmm. the Dollars trilogy. Um, I would say if you if you're anyone's interested in the Dollars trilogy, um, start by watching Yojimbo. Um, and you certainly can watch A Fistful of Dollars. It is a it's a good movie. It's a worthy uh, film to watch. But um, yeah, you could just watch Yojimbo and then just uh, move on to for a few dollars more and then Good, the Bad and the Ugly. And that, that's a great kind of trilogy pairing yeah that i kind of recommend people to to see nice yeah um oh cool um yeah it's a weird genre Mm -hmm. and i guess we'll kind of get into it a little bit more as we uh go through this movie because it's a it's an interesting movie you know it's really stylistic and it's got um just a different feel kind of its unique own thing that it's doing so um i say we jump into the review you're yeah ready for it let's do it all right take a dive yeah so the harder they fall is a film i think it's the as far as i can tell it's the debut feature debut film from james samuel Mm -hmm. um i think he was like a music guy it looks like i think or maybe he was just a producer yeah let me maybe maybe, not uh... he's just kind of a newcomer i think but um He's clearly very well connected to the industry because this movie has a cast. Um, mm-hmm. let One me, hell of a cast. Yeah. Uh, so the plot description of this movie is when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge. Uh, it stars Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Regina King, Zazie Beetz, Lakeith Stanfield, Delroy Lindo. Um I had I added in Dion Cole, um, mm-hmm. which he is in this movie, and it's just it's so crazy because I've I've um, kind of witnessed this guy's career from uh, he was he started on Conan he was like a Conan writer forever, oh interesting and then he ended up you know he moved on from Conan and he's been super super successful since then, uh, mm-hmm. but he plays the guy that runs the town before Idris Elba comes back. Oh yeah. yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. And he's a big, he's a pretty big comedian nowadays. Um, I'm trying to remember if I remember him from Conan. I, I 
not quite put placing the face but um yeah, yeah. he's he's pretty different in this That's movie awesome. you know he's yeah he was in uh he uh what was he in recently was he in zola or is that am i thinking of a different character um i don't know i don't know if you saw that movie i did not see zola anyways okay but um yeah i i thought he was really great in this and mm-hmm. um um yeah i just I just I like him a lot. It was cool to see him in this mm-hmm. doing like a serious role, and I thought he killed mm-hmm. it. So, uh, but yeah, the cast is just insane in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, the top like five or six build cast members in this are all stars that star in their own films, you know, regularly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. obviously, they're all just like spewing charisma, and like uh, they're all just a joy to have on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Overall, though, I liked the movie. I thought it was, it was just, it was a really cool movie. I think, like, we were talking about Quentin Tarantino and, like, how this movie feels very kind of inspired by his um, take on the Western genre. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, everyone always describes Quentin Tarantino movies as cool. And I think that's still the best way to describe this movie because it's, mm-hmm. and it's clear that that's kind of the focus of the movie is the look and like the the action especially i think the action is excellent in this movie Mm um and yeah the cast like jonathan majors like holy crap this guy shot up so quick and he's just like so casually like like the most charismatic person on screen at all times Uh he's so engaging and like i don't know what it is about him like everything i've seen him in yeah. Three things now, right? Last Black Man in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, which that was like that was like your on your top ten, wasn't it? That was yeah, like I think so. High up on yours, yeah. Yeah, the movie was great, and that was like mm-hmm. a for me. I thought I was like, okay, this is the kind of you know, this is John, this is him. He's kind of like in that movie, he plays kind of like a geeky, nerdy, like theater geek mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Um, but then immediately after, the next thing I saw him in was. Uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO, mm-hmm. which is like a pretty like violent like sci-fi horror show, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he's like this super sexy like buff dude, and uh-huh. it's just such a like other side of the spectrum. But he still he kills it, and then you yeah. know he's in the Marvel movies now. He's gonna be like the yeah, next big I bad, just saw. and he's in Ant Man and the Wa- uh Wait, no, he was in. Ant- Ant- I'm seeing Ant Man and the Wasp colon quantum mania yeah which i think is that's the new yeah so he's playing um which is weird because Kang the first movie was called ant-man and then the second movie was called ant-man and the wasp and the third movie is called ant-man and the wasp colon quantum mania <laughs> that's such kind a of, weird name kind of a weird progression of names yeah. anyways let's continue um, but yeah he's uh he's he's Great, yeah, he was in uh, yeah, Loki. Sure. Was like his debut in there, and then oh, okay, he was. Cool. Um, uh, what else did I just see in it? He was in *The Five Bloods*. Oh, oh, he was. I didn't actually watch yeah. that movie. Yeah, uh, he was. Um, I think he was the son, wasn't he? The uh, who one of someone's son? I'm free, I'm blanking, but yeah, he was. Uh, he was the son who shows up in Vietnam and. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he was in kind of travels Bloods. with him. Yeah. 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 Um, but my point is he yeah. is such a, he's just, he's so good and yeah. I'm so glad yeah. that he's like 
doing so many things now because he's just mm-hmm. he's great he's so awesome to watch um yeah you know i'm i'm looking he was also in hostiles the the western that oh, came out yeah. a, a few years ago with uh christian bale scott and, cooper yeah. yeah yeah anyway yeah he was he was really fantastic and and yeah i'm i totally agree there's there's like the, the thing i would the, the word i would use to describe this movie is it was very slick like it was yeah. you know it was just style it was cool it it like had um it was confident and it was just slick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think the, the, watching the, I don't know, maybe for 20 minutes, 30 minutes of this movie, I was watching it. And I was like, there's something odd about the way this movie, not odd, but mm-hmm. something different about the way this movie looks. And, and then I kind of came to realize that it like everything was like very clean and, um, and very, like uh yeah i guess everything was clean that's like the um the thing that felt really weird like all all the buildings in the movie were had a fresh coat of paint right they were all colorful yeah. <laughs> uh all of the like clothes of all the characters they were they were like neatly pressed like well you know well well washed um like like they just bought this this um wardrobe off of you know straight out of a department store mm-hmm. um like the trains looked really clean um even like if you if you look at some of the photos of of the movie um like just the kind of the wide shots of the town mm-hmm. um even the ground uh like... there's not there's no like wheel tracks there's no footprints yeah like it's just the 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 sand in the ground on the ground for a lot of those wide shots it's just very clean mm-hmm. like it was freshly raked right before the take almost yeah um and yeah i thought that was a really interesting uh kind of take on the western just making it making it feel like a place that you would want to just like live in like you yeah. would a place you would want to exist in as a, I mean, as opposed to the long history of, of Westerns where, um, you know, particularly in the fifties and then in the sixties, uh, Westerns got dark and yeah. they turned into a place where you do not want to be. And they're gritty and they're ugly and they're dirty and like smelly. And, um, yeah, I thought I, I really liked, I mean, and, and then even in like Quentin Tarantino movies, they kind of, they kept that, um, uh, that side of it. Like, yeah, it's ugly. It's dirty, grimy. Um, whereas it was really cool to see this one, where it was just like slick and clean, <laughs> and like just a fun place to exist. Yeah, uh, for all these really fun characters to exist. So that was something that that really stood out to me. Um, <clears throat> it works really well because yeah, like this sure. the going with the style, like you know the slick action and like kind of. Um, like I'm, I'm just, we were talking about that and now I'm like, I'm, I remember they go to like a town, they go to like a white town mm-hmm. and it's like literally yeah. the sand white is town. white and everybody's <laughs> yeah. white and all the buildings yeah. are white. It's like the whitest yeah. place in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just, and, it, <laughs> and it says, what does it say? Like, it's like Whitesville. It's a white town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, pretty clever <laughs> yeah it it's like the the movie's kind of um man it's kind of hard to describe like i think like what i get out of this movie is that it kind of felt like it was um i want to make sure i say his name right james Jam- samuels 
or James Samuel kind of like showing like this is what I can do like mm-hmm. with action and stuff and it's not cuz for me it wasn't a very plot heavy movie mm-hmm. and I didn't really get very into the plot um but all that visual stuff was so impressive like um I I I, kept, I was thinking of like I mean Django and there's going to be a lot of comparisons to Django and Chained I think talking about this but um you know when they're having the big uh house shootout towards the end of Django and Chained I remember mm-hmm. there's like there's a shot that just I can't help but bust up laughing when I see it because Django like shoots a guy and the guy clearly gets like ripped out of the doorway on like a wire. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. Not even the same direction like that the uh-huh. bullet was traveling. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this movie felt like it did. It it's not as crazy as that, like as outlandish as that, mm-hmm. but it it finds like kind of a a middle ground and it stays there yeah. the entire time. So you're constantly yeah. in this kind of like almost cartoony like violence uh, you know but another th- another thing that i i noticed kind of uh this movie shared with django unchained was in django unchained he uh, jamie fox is hiding behind a person's body and like while everyone is just shooting uh at him and all the blood is just like sp- <laughs> sp- like hitting the dead body mm-hmm. and just like spraying everywhere and it's just like such a uh you know <laughs> an excessive amount of blood. Yeah. Uh, and then in this one, it's a, someone's hiding behind a horse as, uh, as you know, they're in the middle of a yeah. shootout early in the movie. And, um, and it was the same thing. Like blood was just like hitting the horse and just spraying everywhere. Yeah. Um, so that kind of made me think of Django. Yeah. Um, it definitely appreciated the squib usage in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Unless it's CGI and CGI has just gotten to that point now, but it, yeah, looked really good in this movie yeah. like bright yeah, red I think colorful there was, blood there was know. a couple that that did look cg to me and, yeah. and didn't quite work but yeah i think most of it was looked pretty real pretty darn real to me um yeah but, i mean I, I i i have to say like scene to scene in this movie um it i i really enjoyed it um like every scene was was like had a really was well crafted in that it had a really great beginning building of tension, um, you know, kind of a, a, a central confrontation and then a, like a really great kind of climactic end, um, it, or like a lot of the scenes that I'm thinking of, like there's like the train train scene, mm-hmm. um, the, the scene in the, the bar, uh, where the, um, Delroy Lindo comes, comes in. in. Yeah, yeah, Delroy Lindo comes in. And uh you know, there's like so many scenes and, and like even the the opening scene where the with the firefight where they you know with the the crimson hoods or whatever they mm-hmm. they're called. Um like it, there's so many great scenes that work so well. It's it's it they're like really well thought out. Um I, so I think on a scene to scene basis this movie is really good yeah. and really fun. I, I don't I, know I how much everything like comes together and like when you really think about um, how the characters and the, the story, the plot, um, like it, it is they're, how they're trying to fit those things together. It doesn't quite uh, unite. It doesn't quite add up mm-hmm. uh, for me. And I think it just kind of as fun as that uh, ending shootout fight, you know, gunfight scene was 
I don't think it had much of an emotional payoff. Um, and, um, you know, we'll get into sport more on spoilers, um, for specifics, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of my, my overall take is it just didn't quite come together. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much exactly how I feel. Like if you take any, any scene out of this movie, uh, yeah, it's great. And it's, it's got really memorable moments and uh unique ways of like um you know a lot of the there's a lot of action in this movie Mm -hmm. and i think it's got a lot of unique action that i haven't seen before um and there's yeah there's a lot of just cool like cool moments that just i have in my head now that keep popping Mm -hmm. into my mind because they're just really cool and really inventive Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah like the plot for me just like well it felt really secondary and it felt like it wasn't really a big focus of theirs and honestly i was kind of getting lost at times or it's like and not that it's confusing it's just like Mm -hmm. it seemed like they cared so little about it that like you know we wouldn't really be doing anything to do with the plot for like 45 minutes so then all of a sudden it jumps back in Mm -hmm. but it, it gets by because everyone's so fun and like mm-hmm. entertaining to watch like you can just watch these guys you know shoot each other for yeah for hours you know but um but yeah every yeah. time they jump back to the plot the plot i'm like oh, oh okay yeah this is still yeah kind of moseying along uh, but. i i really wanted to point out it, what a great cast of uh of villains too like um there were, th- you know, the three main villains, which was uh, Idris Elba, uh, Regina King, and um, Lakeith uh, Le- Stanfield. Um, they were so great. They were so great together. Mm-hmm. Um, each one had like their own thing, like um, had their own kind of uh, personality and their own like, you know, the th- the, their own thing that they were that they were going for that yeah. made them the bad, you know, a bad guy. Um, and yeah, just Regina King was absolutely fantastic. Um, so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, so much charisma up on screen. Uh, the Keith Sandfeld, like his his kind of subdued, um, you know, underplayed villain yeah. character was really good. And then just yeah, Idris Elba. Um, what what more can you say? Was, yeah, yeah. He's, he's Idris Elba. Yeah, uh, he is. He's incredible. Um, so yeah, yeah. I like both That's... the gangs. I think quite a bit, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like they did, you know. And I, I, I actually liked the individual character stories. I thought in the movie mm-hmm. worked well. Um, just like the kind of the emotional payoff of the plot is where I really got lost. But like, um, like I liked the. I, I I really liked. There's two characters on his group that are on um, Jonathan Major's group of his gang that I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. which was the the guy that wants to be like the fastest shooter. But he's like, mm-hmm. you know, I thought his like, you know, kind of quasi arc worked really well in setting up the finale because his uh, I, I don't know if we it's a spoiler or not but he doesn't survive to the end but i i thought that 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 moment worked really well and um i also really liked um cuffy the the, yeah the uh, the bodyguard or not the body the bouncer i guess at the bar yeah um i liked 
yeah, I just I liked what they did with that character quite a bit. Uh-huh, it was just kind definitely. of definitely. It was a unique thing to explore in this kind mm-hmm. of a movie, and they did a lot of fun things with it. And I liked kind of the overall arc of the that the character had throughout the movie. I thought it was yeah, yeah, definitely. That stuff in this movie worked really well to me. Uh, it was just also. The, it's always fun to see Damon Wayans Jr. He's uh, yeah, he's yeah. always a blast. Yeah, he that's what I was gonna say. Like, like <laughs> this movie's cast is so deep. Like he's like uh-huh. a tertiary character, like yeah. almost in the background, and he's uh-huh. still like yeah. He just kind of comes and goes like <laughs> randomly throughout this movie, yeah. and then you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> he's, he's got he's a handlebar like, yeah. mustache. He uh-huh. fits in well too. Like he doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't feel like goofball. Uh huh. You know, he like yeah. totally fits into the movie. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the cast um, just keeps like growing on every mm-hmm. scene. You're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone's <laughs> in this movie. Uh-huh. Um well I say we jump into spoilers just because I'd like to kind of talk about the plot in general and what we think about it and uh Yeah, definitely. Let me think the ending has a lot to do with that. So mm-hmm. uh okay, so we'll jump into spoilers here. And they're not huge spoilers, they're not gonna like ruin the movie for you, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But if you wanna be surprised with the couple little twists it has in it, then um go watch mm-hmm. it and come back. It's free yeah. on Netflix and it's pretty good. Um yeah. Okay, spoilers. Spoiler section. Um So I guess like the biggest thing for me with the plot that so like we have Idris Elba who is set up to be this pretty bad dude. He's like, you know, he has like a bad reputation and he kills people and stuff, but we don't, I mean, besides the opening scene, we don't really see like what kind of, you know, he's like in jail for a large portion of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I never fully got like the, the fear, I guess that everyone had towards him. Uh, yeah especially when compared like contrasted against jonathan majors who is supposed to be kind of the hero but like he didn't seem like he was on that much of a different level you know like it seemed like he was still murdering people left and right Mm -hmm. uh, without really much care and um i didn't like i guess as they kind of built towards the finale when the reveal happens with like their lineage and stuff i like in my head what i thought they were trying to do is almost like a i mean on a much smaller scale but you know like a luke skywalker thing where you like finds out he's a part of like this this horrible family you know that's like Mm -hmm. or you know he's related to this terrible person yeah but um but when that happened (laughs) yeah but when it happened i was just like you're not even that much worse than this guy i mean or yeah. he's not even that much worse than you like i don't uh-huh. i guess i just didn't it just did yeah. not that whole like dichotomy didn't resonate yeah, that, at all for me that emotional beat didn't just kind of didn't work it didn't really yeah i agree it, um it didn't feel all that important to any of the characters yeah. um and it was um yeah and it wasn't like the the whole movie didn't hang on that uh-huh. But um, for a movie that the plot was never really fully grabbing me, I was kind of hoping that that like kind of the the ending would wrap it up and yeah, kind of pull and, and everything yeah, and together. Like, and it just it's didn't. also like the way that they were they were both playing that scene. Like it, they were like they were really heavy into it. They were yeah. like 
you know, they were acting their hearts out. Uh, and they were just like bawling and like, it was, they were giving like such powerful performances. And I'm just like sitting there thinking like, I, it's just not hitting for me. It's not yeah. like, I am not on the same level emotionally as these two characters are right now. And it just like, that always kind of creates, you know, makes a, for kind of an awkward viewing experience, I think. Yeah. Um, do you, <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen also did that uh, <laughs> throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, enough about that movie. Um, yeah. But I, I also think there's like some larger issues with this movie where, you know, it, it seemed like there was kind of a buildup that, that should have been happening for this movie because it's the movie starts out with, um, well, obviously with the flashback scene, but, which that that's fine that that creates like that that um you know uh personal vendetta that personal revenge story for our main character and and sure why not that like yeah that's a well used it's a good, like inciting um, incident type yeah thing. that's a yeah. tradition a long tradition of of revenge stories that start out that way mm-hmm. um but then it like goes on to this the story about this money that was stolen th- this money that was stolen um, for you to find out that it was stolen from Idris, they stole it from Idris Elba, and it was like a it, it was a huge sum of money. And he gets out of prison, and he's like going to be doing something with this money. And and then there's even a scene later on when he's told that um, he that that the money was stolen, and then he goes to the town and he says, "We need fifty thousand dollars for this thing that we're doing." Yeah we need it and they're like well we can't get it and he then shoots the guy and yeah and it's like we need how much money can we get uh we can maybe get this much money or you know if we really squeeze and he's like we need that money and and like i the whole movie i'm thinking like oh what is he doing with this money what's the <laughs> what's the big payoff with yeah. in the end and they in the end they don't you know they I have no idea. I yeah, guess so just, you know, the money was to run his day-to-day gang operation. I guess. You know? So what I kind of thought they were getting at, and I think they kind of talk about it a little bit, what the money's for, uh-huh. was that they were going to own the town, and they'd be an all-black town, and they'd, you know, everyone would be kind of protected and like. Uh, they'd be I, in this like kind, kind of, of utopia like utopic like community where they didn't have to deal with like the yeah that's what i thought they were going for. like in my head i'm like oh i can kind of see where this story might be going yeah. like they're they're like using it to create the yeah create this black town where they can be safe and yeah. and then that's going to create a really interesting like dynamic between you know idris elba he's like the bad guy and he yeah. kills people mercilessly but he's doing it to for this like for this dream that he has of this this you know this town that he and and uh other uh you know black americans can be safe in and, and live prosper in, and, yeah prosper yeah. in and so then it creates this dynamic where he's we don't like him as a person but we're we support his goals and yeah. and then the hero is going to have to decide like is he someone who who's worth killing or you know whatever um but it i yeah i never got that i yeah. never I, they i don't think the movie ever goes down that road i don't think it really 
Um, at least they they never they don't actually like serve like that question like mm-hmm. up on a table like pick like yeah. choose it pick it or leave it kind of thing like they never yeah. get to that point i think they kind of they kind of like you could argue that the you know that that um uh jonathan majors like is confronted with that question you know during the final showdown because i think at that point he understands what the money's for and what like killing Idris Elba would do to that dream. But it's never actually like laid out for the audience to have like the satisfaction of getting his answer. You know, it's all kind of, yeah. And, and then like, I, I I don't know. It seems like you thought that that's what the movie was saying, but I, in my head, I was like, I think that this is where the movie should go. And I I was hoping that the movie would go down that road. And then I was a little like, I guess they chose not to do that. And, that isn't the road that they were going down. And, but um, it sounds like you actually thought that they, well, I thought that I, they made that, I guess like it clear, it clear what that, that was. It. I don't think they made it clear. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I, I pieced together from the little scenes they had trying to build that story, but I don't think they went far enough with it for anyone to really like, like it didn't, that's what I thought they were going for. And I, I thought that mm-hmm. they just missed the mark completely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's, they just didn't put enough of that plot in there to really make it work, you know? Yeah. And that's where and I the, kind of feel like they must've, they were probably like this action scene's like really awesome though. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cut this for yeah, five minutes of dialogue. Um, and like, I guess another reason why I don't think that they went down that road is because that seems like a really great, thing to have for your emotional climax of the movie if like if um you know it's slight spoiler for for uh the lot the last of us which i'm i'm currently playing last of us part two uh but like the uh you know the ending to that movie is like a decision that that the guy made it it first you know it was very selfish decision Mm. uh that kind of dooms humanity uh whereas in this in this movie that could be a really great emotional um you know dynamic that could yeah. you know he kills Idris Elba knowing that Idris Elba was doing this really great thing but he had to kill him because of his own selfish kind of personal vendetta against mm-hmm. Idris Elba and um I don't think that that, that they did that and yeah. If that's what they were going for with the the plot with the money, yeah. then they missed a huge opportunity to make that uh, a really great emotional payoff at the end. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, I totally yeah. agree. I think, I think like we're getting close to maybe what the real issue is here, which is I think that yeah, that plot, the money plot, and the relation, they're they're because they're brothers. Mm-hmm. right and so i think that yeah. that i think those kind of are colliding with each other and yeah. like that the finale really focused on them being brothers and yeah. it, that shouldn't have been what it was about yeah. because that's not where like the rest of the plot was really like about he, we didn't yeah know but that like they yet. should have collided like those two yeah <clears throat> those two stories should have collided <clears throat> and come together in an interesting way but they didn't they yeah. they just didn't come together it was it they kind of throw in the brother thing at the end and you're like, I wasn't expecting anything like that. I was <laughs> yeah. wondering about this money thing. Let's yeah. See. Yeah. Uh, Good job, but Go. <laughs> little Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, uh, I do think that there's a, 
there's some other problems earlier on with the movie with that the kind of overall beats of the story like mm. um there's the, for example the great scene on the train where it's such a great build up and there's like multiple level, layers of confrontation throughout that scene mm-hmm. um and like the whole point of that scene is they're they're coming onto this train and it's a, clearly a train robbery scene they're they're robbing you're they're on this train to to steal something away from the train yeah and you find out at the end that oh it's idris elba who's in the box and you're like oh that's cool they're here to 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 break idris elba out of prison uh and that's why they stopped the train and did went through this whole thing and then it like turns out no idris elba was actually pardoned so he's no longer a prisoner yeah. and they're just there to kill these guys for some completely different reason yeah it has nothing to do with the story it has nothing to do i forgot with about that really why they're you know why the audience cares about this train scene so like if they had just met the train at you know at the station where the, the idris elba was supposed to be let off idris elba would have just gotten away like he would they would have just let him free right yeah and they're only on the train for a completely different reason that has nothing I to totally do with the plot of the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there's like there's several of those like little bait and switches where throughout the movie where they almost retroactively take the take the legs out pull the rug out from under a scene like that where like they build this great tension and then they just like afterwards retroactively retroactively it's like no, that scene actually wasn't important for the reasons you thought it w- they were. Another scene is the is the uh, Delroy Lindo scene where the sheriff when he uh, comes into yeah. the to the bank and it's like this really intense scene and you know that um, oh shoot I'm blanking on his name main character Jonathan um, Majors Jonathan yeah Jonathan Majors uh, you know that he's a wanted wanted man um, and. Delroy Lindo comes in and oh, what's going to happen? And he sits next to him and they have this kind of confrontation and they pull their guns out and they're, you know, everyone's everyone. It's really intense. And then, you know, puts the Delroy Lindo like cuffs him and then, um, and then he takes him out and it was a really intense scene and a great scene. And then after that, you find out that no, they were actually working together and, um, his plan was to for Delroy Lindo to arrest him so that he could get him out of town so that his friends wouldn't try and follow him or something. Yeah. But then, like, immediately the friends show up. His friends show up and, like, no, we're coming with you anyways. So it's kind of like, okay, so that entire scene was pointless. Yeah. It was just like, um, you know, a – yeah, it was – It was the whole scene was a was – a virtually pointless scene. It was just to like it was an intense scene. It's a good scene uh, by itself. It's a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> but afterwards they like just pulled the rug right out from under it. Yeah. The other one is the is the white town scene with the bank robbery. That was such a great such a great scene when they go into the town, they go into the bank and everyone's looking at them and yeah. then pull the gun and and then they like it, it it was a really great scene and then like after they get all the money, they look at the money and they're like so what are we going to do with the money? He's probably just going to kill, take the money and kill us and kill her. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, what money isn't really going to, I guess it like, we have something he wants, I guess. Yeah. But then they just like, it's like, yeah, you're right. 
it's a, it doesn't really do anything for us and then they immediately just blow up all the money as soon as they get there yeah so it's like there so anyways there were several I scenes think... like really great scenes that just had the um you know had uh, retroactively had the rug pulled out from under uh, under them um by the the plot that didn't quite fit together very well yeah I think that's probably why it feels so disjointed throughout mm-hmm. a majority of it. There's this joke in a, in Bo Burnham's Make Happy. It's not even a joke, mm-hmm. but it's like in between jokes, all of a sudden he just like bangs on the piano really loud and goes like, blah, 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 blah. And then he, he's like, I will not let the success of this joke, uh, you know, rely yeah. on the inertia of past jokes. That's <laughs> yeah. what this kind of made me think yeah. of you describing uh, it like yeah it's like this scene's great and then they just like yeah they completely like stop everything uh-huh. and yeah like break it and then move yeah. on and you're like okay now i'm like what are we starting yeah. from scratch on every scene kind of thing uh-huh and... yeah i also kind of felt similar about some of the characters in that the characters felt a little disjointed from each other there's a lot of there's a ton of really great characters throughout the movie mm-hmm. um that are really fun and fun to watch and, and charismatic and everything. But I think that they just didn't quite fit together super well. I thought Idris Elba, Regina King and Lakeith Stanfeld um, were really good, but they didn't have a lot of really great scenes together. And you yeah. don't really like particularly like in, in, in the final showdown, you have Regina King and, um, um uh zazzy beats mm. um like they have their their uh, you know girl on girl fight scene yeah because uh, if you have a, a woman on a bad guy a woman who's a bad guy and a woman who's a good guy they have to they have to be the ones to fight each other yep. in the end um but <laughs> you know i did i just didn't feel like like they had a really great like tension between each other right um like and why I care about those two characters in particular fighting each other. It was it really just kind of felt like oh it's because they're the two female characters mm-hmm. and, and they have to fight each other. Um, and then like the the uh, fastest gun and Lakeith the guy who is the fastest gun and Lakeith Stanfeld mm-hmm. and why they were they showed up um, had to show or have their showdown. Um, it just, that just felt kind of forced and it didn't really seem like like Stanfeld cared about that. And it was like, I don't know. I thought, you know, um, the one thing I'll say about those two is I thought it, it was kind of an interesting character to have in, in maybe this exists in other Westerns, but um, cause that kid that kind of thought he was the fastest guy, like he kind of felt like a Western like fanboy. Mm-hmm. he was like yeah. you know he was all about the looks and like you know, spinning the gun around and like you yeah. know all that stuff and he was like look Keith stanfield's like he's just like a cold-blooded killer you know he just <laughs> yeah you know he's... he doesn't care about like this fastest gun in the west he doesn't yeah. care about like he's just like whoever standing is the one who wins yeah like you know whoever yeah. it doesn't matter like who's the fastest if if you're dead you know if you're dead yeah like you know and that's one um, reason i thought that that kid's death was actually that's that's a good point yeah like was... that's kind of a uh that is a clever kind of um more thematic element to that showdown yeah um that i kind of missed but yeah um i don't know 
Um, it, it was just kind of a, you know, the plot was just kind of messy, I think, is mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. It's like, I think this yeah. James Samuels got some really good, like, skill, mm-hmm. uh, especially, For like, sure. action. Like, just as an action movie, I think this movie's got, you know, all the action scenes are very fun and inventive. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it's just need a little bit more there for this movie to really yeah, like a little know. more connective tissue yeah as you might say yeah um but overall you know i liked it uh they also had um i guess this we're kind of wrapping up here they had at the end of the movie i think what is supposed to be regina king like kind of walks into frame and i think yeah. sees them like riding off into the sunset or whatever uh-huh i um, guess you know maybe they're yeah planning on doing a sequel yeah i'm into that um, um and I maybe some is... questions will be answered that they you know kind of rushed maybe. over but... i don't think that really forgives this movie if no. they no. if their goal was to answer them in a maybe sequel <laughs> but yeah. um you know i'm i'm totally into that like there's so many fun characters in this movie i would love to to see them keep going um yeah have a have a different uh a different main villain uh honestly regina king in a lot of ways was a more interesting character than Idris elba um and yeah uh i i'm totally into that let's go let's do it i i definitely recommend this movie to pretty much anyone it's it's a ton of fun yeah for sure Um, it probably it's another thing it probably didn't need to be as long as it was um it was like two hours and 20 minutes or so yeah it was pretty Um, long probably especially since the the story doesn't quite tie itself together very well um they probably could have cut out about 20 minutes or so or whatever but Mm -hmm. um i'm i'm into it yeah uh I, I would definitely recommend the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Same. I think it would be it's it's hard to not like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a it's just a fun movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty definitely. easy easy to digest kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um you have any other closing thoughts about the movie? Yes, you know, we both we both recommend it. Um Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess uh I always forget to point out some or sometimes forget to point out cinematography yeah uh in movies like this but yeah he uh uh his name is uh minai um malamir jr my high malamir jr who uh he did uh like a bunch of things he did like the master and jojo rabbit and oh wow um yeah uh so many things um the cinematography is really good in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Looks so. great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the harder they fall uh, by James Samuel. James Samuel. It's on Netflix right now. Anyone can watch it. Uh, we both recommend it. And yeah, I think that's it for this this week's review um i think next week are you guys trying to do the eternals next week eternals next week no are we skipping uh, eternals no it's uh yeah i think we're i think we're skipping eternals yeah um yeah it's the first marvel movie we skipped in a long time (laughs) that's okay i still haven't seen Uh, it (laughs) i haven't seen it and we i don't know me and brandon just talked about it and we're like wait i don't want to i don't know 
it wasn't yeah. getting good reviews and we didn't we weren't huge fans of the last couple marvel movies that did get good reviews so yeah i don't know we just we decided to kind of skip it since we were more excited about some other movies but uh it's actually uh, ghostbusters afterlife oh that's comes right out i on, forgot that um, comes out this 18th. weekend and i yeah. think i we haven't officially said it but i uh nick is coming that's going to be, be nick's triumphant return uh, and he's a huge Ghostbusters fan. I don't know if you want to join him for that one. I definitely um, want to try to see them. If I can see yeah. it, I'm going to join. If I can yeah. actually make it out. But um, but that would probably be fun. Uh, I'm almost certainly going to see it Yeah. soon. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. It looks awesome. really good. Awesome. So, yeah, that'll be next week, next Tuesday, hopefully, if everything mm-hmm. goes well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be probably Nick and uh, whoever else can join yeah um all right well yeah uh, i think that's it if you guys like what you see and hear like and subscribe uh, it's on youtube monthly movie dispatch as well as spotify or anywhere i guess really that you listen to podcasts mm-hmm. um yeah we'll see you next week bye bye